can you do it? No. Oh. Okay. Just sorry, I'm going to. Levy. Levy. Yeah. Cool. Hi. Okay. Hi. How's it going? Good. There's David. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here as well. It's come trailing in the corner. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm Kat. Hi. Um, okay, so, Sarah. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, we're so happy to have you. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Um, we are in a tiny coffin of a room. No, just kidding. No, we're in beautiful space that David made for us. It is a coffin. It's designed to be like a coffin. Cozy. Yeah, I feel like that's helpful for thinking about all the things that one might say once one is no longer able to say them. <laughs> say them before you end up in a coffin. Exactly. Um, all the things you couldn't say is what, what, what <laughs> yeah. we maybe were, we're going to call the podcast. <laughs> all the things you wanted to say. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. In inspiring. Very inspiring and yeah. inspired. Mm -hmm. So you were rehearsing earlier today. What were you working on? I was not rehearsing. You said you were. Wait, no. <laughs> what did I do? No. No, I had to meet Annie, mm -hmm. our friend, writer and editor, Annie Godfrey-Larman. Before that, I was doing something else. I have no short-term memory. Yeah. That's okay. And what are you working on with Annie? Oh, um, Annie is editing a book that is a part of a big, open-form, sprawling, crazy, multi-year, multi-continental project that I'm calling an opera. So the book is a um, part of the script and a production diary that tracks all of that. Tracks it, sort of, yeah. So it's, it's it's like about performance, it's about the opera, it's about itself. And this is the piece you performed at the kitchen recently? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what what is that called? The piece, the opera is called Directory of Portrayals. It was actually had another name and then so now it's, it was rendering what remains, but now it's just Directory of Portrayals and mm. in parentheses is from ren rendering what remains. So it's like an artifact that's very confusing. People are like, which is it? I'm like both. <laughs> That's Directory of Portrayals. Yeah. yeah, that's your prerogative. You can. I know, right? It's my prerogative. Yeah. Have you ever seen like? <laughs> um. Uh, sorry, I'm. Not but why go, did I lie to you about? I would not have lied about rehearsal because I find rehearsals really tedious. Oh, I don't think you lied. I love that though. But no, what, I think. I wonder what. I had to. I was well. Before this, I had to pick up a play I hadn't seen in a year and a half and perform in my friend Sybil Kimson's play at the Whitney part of APAP. That was wild. So maybe I was just like, my brain's in a long run You did that today? No, I did this. This happened the day before yesterday. Okay. No, I'm lying. You picked up a play that you hadn't seen in years? Yeah, we had to, we had to do it all. We all got together and did it really quickly. Well, what? you're not lying. You're just... Yeah. I just extended you know. that rehearsal. It was an endless yeah. rehearsal. Okay. Yeah. It was a play you'd written? No, no. It was oh. a play my friend who... Was, was wrote the play. Sybil Gibson, we all, meaning the cast, got together after a year and a half and picked it up and had to perform it like within 24 hours. Wow. Yeah, it was a bit much. That sounds... When all the professional theater people are like, whoa, we're in trouble, you're like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's like unprofessional theater. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're running on like muscle memory at that point. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, okay, fuck it, we're gonna go going on. How much rehearsal is like normal for like for the I mean, kitchen? How think... much rehearsal did you? Oh, well, being that I led with, I find rehearsals tedious. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I went into kind of a hole for like a good six weeks, but um, I just said this to someone else in an interview that I, I do best when I'm dehydrated and tired. <laughs> so <laughs> my voice actually is better. What? So I don't know. It was like it was probably a good week. Okay. In the same Material I'd been working, I'd already performed many times, so it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. And your kitchen show was... You went. A, you were there. I was there. And the entire time I was like, arms up. Yeah. Yeah, I was the only one. You could see me in the audience. Were you in the house or on the stage? I was in the house. Oh, I was good. front stage of the house. Good. You had good You got good sound. Like doing... Yeah. Yeah. Um, adorably, my friends... Um, my friend brought his Columbia, like art class I think oh like, my god yeah there was there were two like groups of yeah Eve Eve Larry Cohen brought his like his yes, class that's amazing and they were all like on I stage. saw them what was his what is the name of the class I actually don't know I tried to ask him but he was like trying to wrangle his students they were the adorable ones I was like I have millennials in my audience. <laughs> they were so oh, they're actually why people they were like yeah 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 um but anyway yeah no I was I was I was there like being like yeah, but um. it was pretty rocking. I liked it a lot. I had fun, but I I didn't know that I had a sound issue. Had I known, I would have been so spooked. What was the sound issue? Mm, I had people in the stage. Well, I had people in the stage, and there was a set of speakers that were out. Ah, okay. Yeah. So something like they didn't get the full mix, but it was only like, you know, a handful of people. How much like tech um, rehearsal is like goes into something like well, that? Well, Lumi, um, the wonderful Lumi Tan at the kitchen, she we we've done a couple of things now, and often they're quick and dirty because of the the nature of schedules and things like this. But this one, she said, "You need a full day." I was like, "No, I'll be fine." But in fact, I needed like a week. So. Um, in this case, I just designed it. It was sort of at the peril of maybe the, the the narrativity, maybe. But I just jammed. I did as few cues as possible because I didn't want that many variables because I was doing it on my own and I was producing it and writing direct, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So uh, it, it was actually pretty quick. It was a day. Can yeah. you describe the sort of arc, of, or maybe not even the arc, but like the premise of the, the sprawl? piece? Yeah. Yeah, I had, um, well, I would say I'm working with this idea that opera is like a interesting form, but I don't, I mean it in like the very, like sort of elementary or like rudimentary parts coming together, sort of architectural, cinegraphic, musical, textual, visual, um, and I'm pretty, pretty keen on it. I mean, people have these like sort of, abstraction sort of highfalutin fancy European ideas about it but it, you know the word literally means works work so there's this idea that uh, I'm always looking for a subject in a way kind of not really uh, I had 
life events that kind of seemed like they would be great, which was that I had been having this um, WhatsApp conversation. Well, then it turned to Telegram. Telegram conversation with my family that I've never met in Iran. So I was just like, hmm. And that was carrying on for a while. I was like, what was odd is that I had seen this article in, I don't know, Al Jazeera about these... Um, women who live in the Pankizi Valley Gorge, these Muslim women who sing Zikr, which is like the, you know, 99 names of God. And it was, it's, women don't usually do it. And I was like, that's fascinating. And I was talking to my friend Katuta, who lives in Berlin. And I was like, we should, we should, this is crazy, isn't it? Amazing. So Georgian, Georgian mystics, Georgian Sufi female mystics. She's Georgian. And then I was like, I want to do an opera based on this. Two two people who are sisters. One lives in a, I don't know, convent, and the other one lives in a, I don't know, a town. And I was like, oh, wait, that's the conversation I'm having with my sister. So then somehow it became an autobiographical and unrelated to this convent idea and the Pankisi Gorge. Nothing to do with that. And your sister you've never met? Right? Never met my sister. But... We have a very pretty intimate dialogue online. Have you guys always been in touch, or is that a more? No, it's new. Yeah. No, no. It's happened a couple of times, but there, it was like all contingent on their their um, kind of their access to social media because prior to two thousand nine, the Green Revolution, there was like this. Um, they they opened up the the sort of channels, and there was a lot of communication. I met family members online. I never met. And then the Green Revolution happened, and they, it was like they were all like entrapped, and everything got closed down again. But then everybody got really smart and started using like proxy servers. So yeah, I, then I was then they were older because they're like a little bit younger than me. I have four siblings, um, and I, it was like suddenly we had this whole weird thing was born. So you were able to be in touch with her. Yeah. Like regularly? Oh yeah, you know the way that you would have like a chat group, right? But it was strange. It's strange because I think, um, well, my family's my father's family are very conservative, and I'm pretty estranged from my father. But um, he doesn't really figure much in the whole thing, which is people don't believe me. But I'm like, no, really. Um, <laughs> he's really cool, but he he sort of stopped speaking English and really demanded I learn Farsi after Trump was elected because he was just like so disgusted. Really? Yeah, but my sister, she's like graduate degree in English and she teaches English, so she loves the opportunity to speak English. Yeah, and probably speaks English better than I do. But anyway, yeah. So that there was this super intimate dialogue then. And uh, I thought uh, things just kind of got ramped up and like more and more disgusting. And I think we all got kind of radicalized. Yeah. And I was like, mm, this is autobiographical in a way that's like, and also confessional, maybe like touching on questions that maybe only <clears throat> two women from very different places could talk about. But I was like, I'm going public. <laughs> But it's also helpful. like having seen it, like it's confessional and it's autobiographical and it feels topical, but as you said, like in a in a way that like only two women who are actually like experiencing it yeah. could articulate and then yeah, I don't think it's everybody's cup of tea. I mean, I had friends who were like 
It kind of seemed like you were talking about yourself the whole time. I was like, I kind of was, because I don't know my sister. There's the limit to the projection in our digital conversations, right? Yeah. We're not in contact. It, it kind of is like this super reflexive, weird thing. So I, I think that came across um, being... Yeah. Yeah, but I think there's also like sort of not to say wh- whoever your friend was who. No, it was that. actually it had to do with dramaturgy and like how it could have been broken up more. So there was more of a like a generous like like who's speaking when because mm. I had really refrained from like creepy or like reductionist representations. I had been like, no, I'm not gonna put my right. sister who's asked only to be shown in hijab she's not not putting that on stage that would be like some kind of Shireen in the shop porno I'm not doing that so you know there were there were all those thorny questions of representation which is like what the book deals with but maybe isn't necessarily super obvious on stage I mean it was also like a one woman show that's right yeah that's right that's right that's right yeah um, but you're also saying earlier like that the form of uh, the opera like with its kind of which is like a set structure right or like it's kind of a historical structure which seemed like a interesting space to kind of mirror that communication well I mean it's weird that like something so we would have assumed to be antiquated with regard to representational theater has so many we have so many like opportunities now because everyone's so like beleaguered by digital life and it's all flattened and then you like walk into a performance space and someone's just like I'm going to tell you the story and it might not make sense but I'm a human being here in this space singing or dancing or what have you and I don't really have to even say anything and you're affected because we're not really in contact with each other that much (laughs) you know so I feel like there's a special performance particularly has a special can have a special moment now because it's uh, even though it seems so basic and people were always like you know, so invested in breaking down the relationship with the audience and the stage, which I am too, but storytelling is old business. And I feel like we're kind of hardwired for that sort of thing. It's true. We love the stage. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, you know, other people doing things on that stage. It's captivating. And also, I feel like the um, crowd that we run with, like the people who go to art shows are mm-hmm. like very kind of like yes and mm-hmm. when it comes to like performance. Not to say that your performance needed any. Oh, no, they're totally embarrassed by theatricality. Yeah. No. Yeah. So but, it's so real. Yeah. But like. <laughs> but there are reasons those conventions exist, right? No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. I mean, I sat in a performance thing. I interrupted you. I'm so sorry. No, not at all. Go ahead. No, it just reminded me because, like, the embarrassing thing, which is like that I was at a um, conference that NYU held, and, and there were all these people who write about performance and curate performance. And the running joke, which, like, people who do performance around the audience were like, was like, <laughs> I mean, performance is really embarrassing. And they were all like, it's so embarrassing. But we love it. And I was like, no, you like dance as living sculpture in a museum. You do not like theater. You know, there, there are lines that are drawn. It's not all of it is embarrassing. People, that dance is definitely not embarrassing. It can be. Can it? Uh, I'm going to take a 
brief like anecdotal like, <laughs> moment where my um my partner rented out a dance studio for me last Saturday for my birthday and uh this was the surprise this was the surprise mm. um I didn't even try you know that that party to try to figure out what he was gonna do to you no. <laughs> uh, oh no no he <laughs> he brought seven of my closest friends into a dance hall entirely sober like with like bright neon lights and like then they were like free dance no <laughs> yes and the two and. people who had been assigned to like watch over the shenanigans were each drinking a bottle of wine watching us dance horribly like in bright neon lights and we were all like like I'm on a dana, dana, dana. oh it was it was was it documented well <laughs> rigorously yeah very rigorously uh one of my friends went to the bathroom and she Do was like, like how i asked that <laughs> yeah. she was like <laughs> as if it weren't mortifying enough by hey, the way like there is a disclaimer in the bathroom that says anything that you do in this studio is documented and can be used for future purposes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Not that they would ever, ever want anything that You're going to get doxxed at your own birthday party by some overlords of a venue? Perhaps. What? Brian's a sick fuck. Super perhaps. No, he had the best of intentions. <laughs> but you loved it. Wait, this is so weird and, and like conceptual and like com complicated. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the talking element good. is very interesting. Yeah, I'm so one. into that. Yeah. Well, you should have come. It's just another yeah. content farm, you know. These things. Yeah. Just birthday parties. Out, uh, yeah. Surprise birthday parties as content farms. <laughs> as like, yeah, like, look what you did. Ah. Oh God, that's trailing you around. Ah, help. Yeah, it's like the roller coaster photos, except it's your birthday. Yeah. Wow, but, that's amazing. So that was really embarrassing dance. Mm -hmm. But dance is generally beautiful. So they say. So they say. Do you feel that embarrassment when you see perform? Or you were talking about like? No, uh, I am. Yeah. Uh, I am. Um, I think theater can be heavy-handed in its like presentational. Like it gives. It's supposed to give a lot of context. I think that's embarrassing. But I love it too because like. Right, but is it heavy-handed or is it sort of like? That's like interesting and funny. Like it, the whole most of the time, if it's done well, it's interesting and funny. Yeah. That that's the, about the only thing that seems that I could pick out recently that I was like, that needs to be done better. You know, but no, I don't see a ton of theater. But you know, today my core paths intersect. What's weird is how general performances become. How do you mean? Well. Like institutional entertainment is like one thread of it, um, which is fine, right? But then it is actually about getting people in the door through Instagram. So that's like kind of weird. Just to direct, what you mean is like that dance in a museum is yeah. one example of that. But I would say not just that. I I I think all of it is great. I just think uh, it's interesting that um, it's interesting how the politics of get played out in in quote-unquote dematerialized work, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, like it's hard media, being like... a female painter. Imagine being a female mime in a museum. It's very hard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
47 Sorry. cents to the dollar. Let's take a <laughs> take a brief moment to imagine being a female mime. In a museum. In a museum. <laughs> like, do you have blonde hair? I don't know. That's right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you should stop talking, huh? And let... <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, female minds salute you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, at any rate. Um, but do you think that's affected what kind of performance? Like, or what performers are doing? You were saying it's like gotten very general, or like. Uh, no, I was thinking about performances with the cap- performance with the capital P, like all the things that fall under it. Yeah. I think there is a there is an institutional context that like metabolizes different forms because it's like cool and good. I mean, I, I have no problem with that. That's how I do my thing. But yeah. um, uh, you know, as for like, there are very few houses, venues in the country. I can name them off the top of my head and on one hand that do performance in the context of visual art, I guess, or mm-hmm. contemporary art, experimental performance. Mm-hmm. But that is, that, that, that is, that's specific. So about the general thing, I would say, I don't know if like the, I don't know like if the historical or a historical thing that's happening is sort of affected those longer, larger conversations and things. I mean, I mean, contemporary opera is like, whoa. Like, it's not <laughs> something you want to see necessarily. But opera in the context of other things is cool. Right. Okay. It's a bunch so of freak skill jumping. You're a woman. I'm a, I, I'm a woman. Let's yeah. get that out of the way. You're, I mean, kind of reluctantly, but yeah. Okay. Well. I'm a know. woman. We'll take it. I am a woman. All right. You're I'm not, a woman it's not reluct- I'm not reluctant. of Iranian descent. Yeah. Doing experimental voice opera-ish yeah experimental uh, performance installational things installational works um <laughs> installed things in a country where there are maybe six venues that you can think of that can house that mm-hmm. so what drives you to continue to make work mm. Part of it is a problem with my wiring that I can't quite do just one thing. I, you know, I studied architecture and stuff, so I'm obsessed with this way that the different formats come together, I guess. And I don't want to have to decide. No, um, because I, I, you know, I said something about storytelling earlier, which is like really like kind of icky term. It sounds like children's books or something, but. Um, you know, these this what drives me I guess now is the idea that maybe there are like different zo- zones possible for like different things to be talked about. Narrativity, different stories, complex things, potentially offensive things. No, I'm just kidding. Um and that that uh Mm. my my operating at like a convergence of different things is makes that more likely somehow I guess namely that would be like text and performance and some 
built world, visual world. Those all operate together to like kind of point to the construction of everything or like, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that was sort of a leading question because you also have an incredible voice. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I say that because it's fun now, like in a way that it wasn't before because you hit, when I was like 16 and I was studying classical music, um, my vocal coach was like, oh, no, sorry, when I was like 18. <laughs> a little okay. bit older All than right, 16. let's like... Fact check this. Yeah. TK. But no, it matters. It matters coach. because it's a different thing because you're like a child at 16. No, she said, when you're 35, your voice will change and you'll know your range. And I was like, 35? Whoa, that's like a corpse. Is that how it works? Like- yeah, yeah. So a female vo- voice doesn't mature until that time. And what happened at that time, which was not now, which mm-hmm. was before, is that my voice dropped and there was just this enormous amount of power. Like real power. And it was awesome because I was like, oh, I don't really have any models for getting older because you're useless when you get older when you're a woman, but I've got this fucking thing that's extremely powerful. And that was awesome. I I couldn't, if I could say, if I could have heard that when I was a younger woman, it would have been enormously edifying, I think. Can you demonstrate it? Um, Sure. What, What? should I just catch you off guard later when we're talking? No. No. Uh, yeah, no, sing something specific. Or, I mean, you could sing Song to the Siren, but you could sing, like, anything, like, from your recent. Oh. Yeah, so so the, the voice dropped in pitch, I should say. Uh, let me think. Um, I was listening to this a little bit more recently. There was a, because I studied art song, so uh, there's a Debussy song. Um, uh, Bonsoir, but it, but, but uh, there are different recordings, and one of them that I was listening to recently was. Okay, so I'll, do, I'll just do a little bit. Okay. This isn't exactly the power I was talking about. Lorsque sous les couchants La rivière s'enroule Et quantité frisant son coule chambre de bleu Et quantité Oh yeah, yeah Well, there's a little bit more agility and like warmth Beautiful uh, I don't I kind of just want you to keep singing to us, but I know that's like not like. I don't know why I cut that off. <laughs> I almost reached for David's hand. <laughs> that isn't really even a good example because you remember when I was screaming like the top of my head at the on my piece. Boy, do I! Yeah, it felt great. I was like spitting. Yeah, it was super fun. And like, <laughs> yeah. but I don't. You know, I can't think of anything like. That's fine. Um, You're like, that's funny. No, no. I was like in the first row and I was like, or I was in the second row and I was like, the entire time, like you can't see from this podcast, but I was like the entire time I was just like ecstatic, like, and what else? Like, yeah. where is she going to go? Is she going to like crowd surf? Like, yeah. I'm ready. Like, 
Yeah, there was some image. Somebody took an image and there was spit flying. Um, no, it was a uh, real rage. I was channeling real rage. You see Why? that in like the face of someone like, no, because that was the part. But I was thinking of like wrathful female deities. Well, they uh-huh. say my wrathful. Like, like real wrath from the point of view of um, like cutting through the bullshit. You Your see character it in was definitely wrathful. Are you full of rage? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm, I, but I have a, like a long history with um, meditation and stuff. So like, I feel really comfortable with it. I feel good about that. I feel wrath is different than rage. Wrath is like kind of helpful. What are you wrathful about? I mean, I feel really. I just feel like the patriarchy is really a thing. It's a real thing. It's a real drag. Mm-hmm. And yet, this is how we're embodied. You know, we're women. We're men. We're people in between those things, and we're just doing what we can. But really, David is like a huge proponent of the patriarchy. Yeah. You wanna like. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of... I mean, there are some things that are... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's mostly great, right? Yeah. There are certain parts that are fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... I um, I don't know. It doesn't, isn't everybody sort of hopped no. up on outrage right now? That's all you can think about. Uh, Twitter is, yeah. <laughs> no, come on. I'm drugged with outrage. I love it. We're all, like, getting addicted to it. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, it's true. Yeah, I, like, I, mean, I realized... I it's good. I mean, it's complicated. Yeah. I've been working... Sorry, this is not about me. Like, this podcast is not... No, but I think this is the best us, way but... to get a dynamic going go. Um, I spend an hour every day. I've realized reading, like, the accounts of women who are unpacking their, like abuses mm-hmm. like an hour every single day just like reading through this and then I'm like oh now I'm gonna start my day because I like work from home so I'm just like oh, yeah well. I think maybe the wrath would be the part that's like the wrath versus the rage is like you would be I mean I'm kind of into seeing it all burned down like people losing their jobs but but I would say I would say from a place of like this is a larger thing and and there are you know we're working toward a kind of like a we think uh some kind of fantasy of progression that 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 social structure that you could like talk into and about those abuses did not exist relatively recently right which is so weird to imagine i mean we'll see if they hold no, or, or if they have any, yeah, right. They could hold and just become strange things like memes. Yeah, they could hold and become. They are memes. Calcified or like kind of like twisted into like babe.net style. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. that like for those of you who are listening in 2050, that was a <laughs> reference. <laughs> Yeah. To a piece that was uh, released to the internet that was not very well articulated about Our an account. Current of president of these, I'm sorry. Her, 
<laughs> purported uh, sexual assault. But you know, both sides of that are pretty. That's so interesting. There were I had like fight friend fights about this story. This thing. oh really? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. People are very. There is like there are real divided. Like, we're about seeing it, generational right. differences though. No, totally. Yeah, I mean, well, I like. I was telling my co-host mm-hmm. David. Um, David. Mm-hmm. David. Yeah. Kidding. Um. About how a friend of ours who is our age had gone on a date with a younger man and he repeatedly like asked her consent to kiss her like to the point of like being like sorry you can't see on um on the podcast but he would hold out his hand and touch her hand and say i am attracted to you I'm looking at Sarah right now. I'm very attracted to you. I would like to kiss you on the lips if you consent to that. And like she had to like every single time, like it wasn't just the first time, it was every time. And that to me as, you know, an old person is like, wow, like that doesn't seem very sexy at all. But yeah, it's then again, clinical. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I've heard the same thing. Yeah. Like As I, a non-consent asking dater of younger men. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, seriously, I think there, there, there are generational differences. Which is fine. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. I mean, I don't know what we're... What I most freaked out about is... I mean, sure, sex is a part of that, and, and sex can be messy, and it's obviously ineluctably linked with power, but I'm more freaked out by the the uh, access and economic uh, stuff around this, these things that have happened recently. I'm obviously freaked out about <laughs> sexual assault, but there there is a, there is a, um, a way that these things that are sort of still sort of murky mm-hmm. will continue on. You mean like how we're slowly sliding to kleptocracy? Yeah, right. And women will inevitably be the losers, further losers. Well, as the man in the room, David is actually the best um, authority. Yeah, let me talk about what our plans are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. No. Talk talk about money. Yeah. That's a, I mean, the tax code seems, I don't know. Yeah. Everything that is going on seems like. Have you incorporated? Uh, we are not an LLC. We. You know, we probably should be. Well, we bring in no money. That's the only um, way to. But that's okay. Your I think. I guess that's okay. Do we have any hope of bringing in money? I don't know. Listeners, write in. Do you think? <laughs> how, how long? How long do you think until we uh, can make a full profitability, and then until um, you know, we we want power, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all we're interested in. Uh, okay. Well, thank you, David. Yeah. <laughs> Should we pause for a sec? Yeah. <laughs> do you see? Does it live stream? No. No. No, no oh, we edit it. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. You edit it? Mm-hmm. Oh, what we do you edit. edit? Oh, we edit All things like this. All kinds of things in, and yeah. like, uh, yeah. We edit like when I. Oh, that's why you were scat. so freely like. Yeah. Yeah.
Sometimes yeah. I just do like random. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, we just cut that. Yeah. She's clapping all the time. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Beep, 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 beep. Um, no, actually, we do have guests that are like. That's true. Yeah. Some of them don't know any better. Yeah. Whoa. And then we yeah. have to like cut that out, and that's really intense. <laughs> and you're like, your percussion solo well, you, was cut. Yeah, yeah. You can't cut it out. That's the problem. No. Yeah. It's hard to cut. It's yeah, impossible. It's really hard. Yeah. I've tried so you have to many. Cut chunks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like we just lost the last thirty minutes because your drum solo. We chunk yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to really kind of pick guests that don't feel the need to emphasize with like you're like that's our screening procedure yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's basically yeah no Do your uh, gestures hit <coughs> hard surfaces we need it up but in uh in total transparency i did want you on because i had been an admirer of yours for a long time and i really loved your show at the kitchen Thank in you. december and uh, I was, you were one of the first faces I saw, so I was very, so happy you were there. And also, you know, with someone who thinks critically, it always feels great to feel like that person sees you. You know, you're a writer and you write about things that I care about or whatever, aspire to uh, participate in that dialogue, so, or am participating in the dialogue. So it was, it's great. That's very great. And you are great. Sure, I don't. He's actually, yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who is this guy? (laughs) But I mentioned more in like in the sort of staging or like stagecraft of how, uh, because it seemed like a visualization of, I mean, yeah. I'd love. I mean, I I, you know this is like a big thing because like with this with this idea of performance, you know, there there are. Performers, and I would say everybody from theater to dance to to musicians, choreographers who have material practices, but they're very few and far between. Yeah. But I'm always pushing this idea that like, no, I've thought through this materially. You know, this yeah. is actually a thing. There's a hierarchy, I'm sure, for the viewer, for the participant. But um, in an ideal situation, there would be less of one. One would probably encounter the cinegraphic videos or set pieces me but also other people choruses dancers there would be more of a you know in some large exhibition performance format that I'm so hungry for it's interesting you say that you studied architecture early because like I feel like the sets are very I mean they have a lot of kind of triangles and pyramids sort of formed at least a lot of images yeah. yeah like they seem very related to architecture in a way. Yeah. That's why he's here. Amazing. For, yeah. like... To listen. Well, no. Like for a male like should. Bringing, like, <laughs> no, for, like, bringing the actual... Practice. Yeah. Practice back around. Yeah, I think, you know, there's, like, a couple of strains that are going along. One of them is, like, just, like, the referencing expressionist theater sets, you know? I, this is... And, and um, have those stand in for things that are not even necessarily work. They're certainly not representational, but they're also just kind of like, here are these cool shapes that divide the visual space. Yeah. And the other thread is this like thing of like disposability. 
So a lot of the sets for the piece of the kitchen, the sets were pictures that my sister and I had shared, film, video, that I then took screen grabs of, printed them out, and then reconstructed those printouts on like, you know, backed them with blue foam and things. So a lot of the, the sets that I've done that end up as video uh, human scale are those the maquettes and a lot of them have gone in the trash I mean they're not that's not their the not only are they defying scale but they're like defying materiality I that's sort of something that's I didn't realize strange. even when like watching mm-hmm. your show and just like that was clearly addressing your sister or mm-hmm. sort of that 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 was the backstory of the yeah. images that were being yeah shown there was uh, it's too bad David and I didn't Pollockport took a bunch of pictures and there's also the stills themselves but the films were also like shout out to Pollockport yeah she's amazing yeah she's amazing she's sorry a, she's a renowned performance photographer that oh, you're cool. very, people are very lucky to have come and shoot mm-hmm. but Wait, so she, like, is... She came and shot the kitchen show? Or, like, yeah, she came both nights, actually. Performance yeah. photography is, that is a field I know nothing about. It seems like an interesting... Oh, it's I mean, super fascinating, but we can't get into it now. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird how photography would be an important part yeah. of documentation, but yeah. weirdly, documentation, straight documentation is not interesting of performance, in my view. <laughs> yeah, interesting. But you can't quite convey the magic right so it's a whole it's a whole it's a whole it's a whole uh subject of work itself right archiving that kind of thing yeah but it felt like your show was very choreographed like Mm -hmm. like it was even though it was just you it was very danced it was moving and there were parts that were moving around Mm -hmm. it and there were scrims as you said projecting video that you had saved from your sister and your dialogue mm-hmm. and um, reconstructed sets from yeah, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely anti-theatrical in the sense that I wasn't trying to. I was interested in that rub of being like almost like in a reading, like reading, but then moving between the parts. There's, you know, stage time, and then there's like your internal time, and those are very different. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of like make it deliberate. The first night was a little more like I was jumpier. So I, I was in the round and it was meant to have people on the stage and just have people more close and connect more. And I was just like basically spinning like, whoa. But the next night was like a little more chill. I was in the each sort of position longer. But um, yeah, I don't. It's all intuition. You can't really. There's nothing you can like. You can. You can. You can get feedback, and you can. But it's mostly. Um, I'm not really big on sort of over determining that. No, not that I don't like over determined choreography. I do. But. Yeah. Um, so you were saying that as a female singer like your role is slightly in in question um yeah well you know women are always doing the emotional labor for everybody so no just that's absolutely not true so 
Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. Actually, I I do think though that uh, with you when you're as a singer and a person who has a material practice, it sort of seems whiny to say, you know, I wish these were like leveled on some plane of equivalence. Uh, but the truth is that this singing performer, much like a dancing performer or speaking performer, that you're, the text is like, you know, you're driving a quote-unquote plot with your body and as a woman that's like, it's conspicuous in a particular way, I think. How's that? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, I certainly by no means think all people doing performance are dealing in the realm of emo- emotionality, per se. I don't think that's necessarily true. But, um, you know, the conceptual, visual context are, I would say, as important. And I was saying pr- probably dependent on many things, like with regard to a production... That, that could be truer than it is sort of just when you stand up on a stage. When you're saying, like, when you're performing, at least in this performance, you're channeling rage, like, when you're singing, because I feel like your singing is very uh, precise, I mean, in a way. Like, it seems trained and, like, you know, is moving from kind of thing to thing. So how much, like, is a, does a performance, like, like, how much do they vary kind of from from day to day? Or, like, how does that kind of manifest itself in... Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I'm not performing day to day, but I would say that the context um, of whatever I'm sort of getting across is probably centering around similar things so maybe there's less variation but I would say the thing that the piece that Kat saw recently there was like there was an extreme amount of um, just like actual drama which doesn't always happen what did your sister think of the play? I wouldn't call it a play yeah only because of the because it was not opera yeah, yeah. I say that I, I parse that because, because of, of what it means, what it means. That, yep. Anyway, my sister. Um, I think she was like she's always concerned about propriety. You know. I don't think she could know really the degree to which I was. Sort of. Um, situating us both. I was. I felt I was. Um, you know did it worked to make that an equitable and like mutually agentive thing so that she could have a voice um, and one that was true to her in her like religiosity and spirituality but also her um, kind of Islamic Marxist thing which is like very real you know she can recite the constitution and stuff and it's very different than like the you know the people we all know ourselves included that move around the world freely and 
sort of think about things in globalist terms. Very different. But I, I also felt like putting myself on the line in the sense that, um, you know, we're, we are uh, in a particular moment here. Both, both. That's so interesting, though. What do you think your sister's day looks like? I mean, she teaches kids and she's married. Right, so? And she hasn't, you know... Uh, you know, she left my father's house and went to her husband's house. Like, there was no real... It doesn't, it doesn't really correspond to the way that we I grew up. Right, so you don't ask her, like, what do you do? Like, you get up and... Oh, yeah, I mean, normal, normal human things. You know, nothing, nothing. But, you know, they do... They're, they're religious people. There's, like, prayer schedules and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Lots more family time than, like, I'm acculturated to, obviously. The whole family is always hanging out. <laughs> Multi-generations. Nothing, you know. There's, there isn't. It, it was more of a, more of a. Um, it was more. The opera is more about the way that the technology could like aid and. Um, both aid and complicate kind of people getting to know one another in in a in a. In a sort of vacuum, I guess, that that might never really cross paths and in ways that wouldn't happen if you were in person. But how did they respond to your not only being an unwed woman, but being a woman who has a profession, like a creative profession? Well... It's not exactly legal to sing in a room if you're a woman alone. You can sing in the chorus, and you can be on stage with men. But this is like one of those things where it's like not technically legal, but people do it. It's weird. I mean, they don't have any problem with that. Obviously, they they there's a lot more mutual respect than one might imagine. But I did. I really. It isn't a lie. It's like very conservative orientation they all have my sisters I have siblings and my father um I think that you know they they consider it uh sort of um real difference whereas Mm. from a global point of view you'd be like "Mm, everybody's the same but actually no they're not the same this seems to be one of the problems we we encounter a lot. It's coming at it from this, you know, globalist perspective is not right, I don't think. So your dad's in Iran. How did you find your way here? I grew up here. I was I've never been to Iran. I can't really go there easily. Dual nationals have some trouble and I particularly because of for various reasons have not been able to secure a passport. So there's no embassy you can't go without a passport many many people we know have passports both but I was not one of those people um, and it's kind of hard to establish that 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 later so I grew up in the deep south my mom's people are all from like Alabama and yeah fourth generation 
fifth generation. Damn. Yeah. You could do worse for like singing genes. <laughs> <laughs> Iran and like deep south. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I know. My grandmother was always like into R and B and stuff. She grew up in a coal mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Coal miner's Excuse daughter. Me. Excuse me. <laughs> Are you start laughing? You did. I'm. Uh... And I told you they were like familial uh, conceit about the Native American thing, which turned out not to be true. Nothing, nothing really to do with music there. But anyway. Yeah. No. Musical people all around. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, sorry, that was not exactly what we imagined that the reprise would be about. Yeah. Well, so it was good. We'll no, cut it out if it's not. No, I'm uh, so yeah. sorry. I just, like, lost my shit. I lost the thread. Yeah. I have the coal miners down. I know. I know. It's so um, funny. Wow. Um, it doesn't feel thematically related to anything else that we're, that we're saying, but I, I, I am, I mean, because, like, as I was looking through. David's like, no, god damn it. I, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, whatever. Well, I have. I'm interested. Like, uh, no, I'm interested too. Yeah, yeah. I just like I just lost my for a moment. Well, because like um, uh, we were talking about Kyle Top off mic for a second, and like yeah. uh, I was like both looking at that collaboration and uh, I mean both curious about that, and then I guess also how kind of collaboration fits in with the yeah. your performances or your practice over. Well, I would say having known him for a while, our, my, I don't really see him much these days, but. Um, he was one of these people who was sort of like, you know, at once challenging, but then also like tapped into the kind of older, I don't know, ways of doing all kinds of things at once. Making records, making insane plays, and obviously a prolific and uh, genius painter. So, you know, that just came about because we did this play that was really off the wall in, in Vancouver as part of a, a big show of his work. And it involved music and all kinds of funny things. Not really spoken text, but definitely dancing and throwing props around. And then we did some other musical stuff, but he's actually an amazing musician too, so uh, it was really fun just to improv screech and scream but never quite knew what you would be like getting into you know yeah. it's like a honey trap which <laughs> I just loved love a honey trap love a Kyaltov honey trap <laughs> um, but yeah collaboration is, is cool it's good um, I did a soundtrack for one of Sofia Almeria's films um, recently we we met in Brussels at a residency and really just like hit it off immediately. And, and there was a back and forth that happened that was like kind of around her film expertise and, and my composition, uh, sort of the nitty gritty of that. And uh, it was totally odd and it took a life of its own and I was not really expecting it. And then, you know, she like, we were editing on each other's timelines and stuff. And it's amazing. I would never have done, you know, I would never have. That would never have happened on either of our uh, independent timelines. But um, collaboration is also hard because um, it's hard. 
Yeah, weirdly, we don't find it hard at all. Yeah, we just model perfect collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your model, your paragon of collaboration. We're just kind of a honey Rhythm. trap. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I would like to collaborate more, but they'll come to you. Gotta find the right pipes. Yes. Fuck that.